hope you enjoy this message from South City C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. Tonight, I have opening up our, or continuing our summer sermon series called Highlighted. And in this series, we are unpacking verses that have changed our lives or the world around us, which is a very broad um, statement. So that could have been any verse in the Bible. So I'm going to crack right into it because I don't want to waste any time. The verse is going to come up behind me, and we're going into James 1, verse 5 tonight. And uh, there's going to be quite a few verses, I will warn you, throughout the sermon, so bear with me. You don't have to write them down, you don't have to remember them. It's more for your reference to realize that I'm not just making things up. That's why they're there. Um, And George is going to try and follow me as I speed through them tonight. So James 1 verse 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to him. Before I properly delve in, I want to point out this from the very beginning. God's provision of his wisdom does not depend on how much wisdom you've already attained or how much intelligence you have or how little you already know. His his, um, provision of his wisdom is dependent totally on his generosity. And I've seen that in my life completely, and I'll tell you about that a bit later. And I want you to realize that because when we're talking about wisdom, I feel like sometimes the concept can be quite big and it sounds like you have to get everything right, but actually God's wisdom, uh, he teaches you as you go and in your whole life, we're never gonna attain full wisdom, right, until we get to heaven. So um, just, you know, have grace for yourself as well. Don't think that this is like a huge thing that you have to attain by the end of the sermon. So in the next 20 to 25 minutes, I want to introduce you to this concept of wisdom. In Proverbs, the person of wisdom is personified into this woman. I don't know if you guys have read Proverbs recently, but she's shouting in the streets, waiting to be heard, waiting for the simple to hear her. That's you and I, we are simple people. And I want you to hear the voice of wisdom tonight. I want you to go away from this sermon, and I want you to realize that wisdom has a distinct voice, just like God has a distinct voice, just like your mum has a distinct voice, or your friend has a distinct voice. And I want you to be able to answer three questions. One, What is the function of wisdom? Why is it important to us in our lives? Why is it um, so valuable? The Bible talks about it as being more valuable than anything you own. Number two, what does it look like and sound like practically? How do you identify it in your life day to day? And three, how do we receive wisdom? And the good thing is we've already answered that question. You just ask for it, which is great. God is simple, which is awesome. So let's kick off with question one. What is the function of wisdom and why is it important? It's really hard because Proverbs, uh, the whole chapter is about why wisdom is important to you. So I tried to encapsulate it into this one phrase that you can write down if you'd like. Wisdom protects your life and well-being, helping you to live in wholeness and without fear. Do any of you guys want that? Because I do. I really want that. I want to live in wholeness and without fear. And as um, a medical professional as well, that's something that I'm really passionate about personally. I want to see people live in wholeness physically, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, and without fear. And I believe that God desires for us to be restored to wholeness because he created things to be perfect before the fall. So I believe that God has a passion for restoration and wholeness. And wisdom is how we get there. So behind me are some verses that will talk about wisdom relating to this protection and well-being. And again, we won't talk about all of them. They're going to run through pretty quick, and that's okay. Uh, and Georgia will go with me. So in Proverbs 4, verse 6 to 8, it says, there's quite a few verses, and it says, wisdom will protect you 
Wisdom will watch over you. Wisdom will exalt you. Wisdom will honor you. And I am paraphrasing here, but that's the kind of idea of the verses. Proverbs 2 verse 12 says, Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men. It saves you from going down the wrong path. It saves you from conforming to the world, like Paul talks about in Romans 12. Wisdom will save you from the adulteress, saves you from lust, saves you from falling into temptation. Proverbs 3 verse 16 and 18, long life is in her right hand and her left hand are riches and honor. She's a tree of life to those who embrace her. These are really powerful words. These are saying like, this will prolong your life. This will fill your life with riches and honor and wealth. And there's also another verse that says that um, wisdom is more profitable than silver and worth more than gold. And it's interesting because when I thought about this, I've been learning about finances recently because uh, I know nothing. And I'm supposed to be learning about uh, getting disposable income for the first time in my life, and I'd like to do, use that wisely. Um, and learning about insurance and houses and stuff, and I still don't really get it, but wisdom is more valuable than all of those things in terms of ensuring your safety. That's wild. Wisdom is guaranteed to give you a return on your investment, where houses and properties and things might not. So we should pursue that. That's a good thing that God wants for us, right? The question then is, how does wisdom do that? How does it actually protect us and, and provide us with safety? Well, we're going to talk about Proverbs 2 verse 9 for a little bit. And it says, for the Lord gives wisdom and goes on a bit, and it says, then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. And Proverbs 2 verse 5 also says that wisdom leads us to understanding the fear of the Lord and the knowledge of God. So what I'm trying to say here is that wisdom protects us by helping us to understand God's perspective and the way that he does things, the way that he's ordered the world. Wisdom gives us an insight into that, and therefore it enables us empowers us to make good decisions that, are, that lead to our well-being. Because if we see the way that God's made the world and we see the way that he's made it to be good, then we can follow that. But if we don't know, then how are we supposed to follow? And that's something that I think we will you know, have to work on for a long time because our culture opposes that, opposes the way that God's done things. Who knows that having head knowledge of God's love and his plans is very different from you know, translating that into practice? with anything. So for me, like I've spent six years at medical school and I'm studying my first day tomorrow and I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, but I'd like to think that I've accrued some knowledge and that my seniors and the experience that I get, that will provide me with wisdom over time to, to tackle some of the stuff that's really tough. And I think this is the thing, wisdom gives you, um, it gives you God's perspective of what is happening in your life and in the world to be able to apply it to individual situations. It's not just a general thing, it's allowing you to actually problem solve your way through everyday life. The other thing I really love is that when we understand his perspective, it allows us to make sense of suffering, and in a really genuine way, not, not to um, push it aside, but to have compassion in that, and, but still to elevate God above our suffering and to realize that it's about him. And with that understanding, when we understand why things are the way they are, we can make decisions going forward that glorify God even when it's really tough. The next verse I want to talk about briefly is um, this verse that says, consider the paths for your feet. So we've talked about wisdom giving us understanding 
and therefore helping us to make good decisions. So this verse says, consider the paths for your feet and take only ways that are firm. In the Bible, to consider your path means to thoughtfully weigh up the factors before making a decision, and this is a patient process. And I really love this because I think in Christianity, we, and I don't say this in a bad way, but we tend to over-spiritualize our decision-making processes. We rely so much on hearing the voice of God and looking for signs, and those are great things, like God definitely does that for us, and we should pursue that, but then we forget sometimes that God has given us our minds and our reasoning processes and our emotions and desires for a reason. He's made us capable of taking agency over our lives. And wisdom is being able to integrate all those things to discern what is from God, what is not, and to put that word into practice. A quick disclaimer before we move on. So, Proverbs 1.33, it says, whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. There's that protection, that safety again that we've talked about, that wisdom protects you. But it says without fear of harm, not without harm, okay, because... God, Jesus, promised us that we will actually have suffering and we are to actually rejoice in that suffering, which is a massive thing, a whole other topic. But it doesn't, you know, having wisdom doesn't protect you from bad things happening to you. Having wisdom doesn't change the external brokenness of the world immediately, at least. It may, it may not change what is natural, but it changes your internal self to be supernatural. It changes your internal self to be able to handle the external stuff. So to summarize this bit, okay, wisdom protects your life and well-being, helps you to live in wholeness and without fear, and it does that by helping you to understand God's perspective, and therefore enables you to make good decisions. So let's move on to the next question. What does wisdom look and sound like, and how can we discern it day to day? This is very simple, actually, because I love the Bible actually provides the answer to this. James 3.17, one of my faves, it's going to come up behind me, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure, then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. Amazing. It's just a tick list, guys. I mean, it's not that easy, right? But it's, it's a really good practical way of like checking your thoughts off. Like when you're about to make a decision about starting a new job, about moving into a new relationship, about leaving a relationship potentially. Um, think, is the way that you're about to do it, is it pure? Is it peace-loving? Is it considerate? Are you being patient and thoughtful in the process that you make that decision, or are you impulsively making it and reacting out of fear? Are you being considerate of the other people in the situation? Are you submitting to the Holy Spirit and to the ways of God? He's submissive in there, and I think that's really key. Is it merciful and full of good fruits? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. Is it all of those things? And it's really hard. Like, I think a lot of the times we make decisions that probably aren't very wise, but this is a really good way to check yourself. Just check yourself for a second. Proverbs 3.17 says, all her paths, wisdom's paths, are pleasant and all her ways are peace. And this is possibly like my favorite one out of all. I said that a lot, but this is like really great. Because for me, uh, I, have, I sometimes struggle with discerning God's voice and being like, is this God or is this just me reacting out of fear? Because I get quite anxious sometimes. But this anchors me every time because it says, wisdom's ways are peaceful. Wisdom shouldn't be confusing for you. It shouldn't be giving you turmoil or anxiety. It should be a breath of fresh air. So listen for that when you're making a decision, when you're trying to hear whether, whether something's wise. 
And beyond this criteria, I think the wisdom for your situation will be specific for you, and this is really key to point out, because again, your personal thoughts and desires and occupation and your individuality will impact what is wise in your, in, in your uh, situation, and God's made it that way. He never changes you know, his character and his, his wisdom, but the application of that might change depending on your situation. Uh, the application of that in your life will be different to the person sitting next to you. And he celebrates that. And I think we have to be honest and courageous as well to admit sometimes that we don't know all the answers, um, particularly when it comes to the really great years of life, for example. Like, I, I don't pretend to know what's going to happen with the euthanasia bill that's become legalized in, the next, in this year. Uh, what does that look like to walk with somebody through that? I don't know. Um, but the answer that I come out with might be different from the answer that comes from for the person next to me, and that's okay, as long as those principles remain the same. And that's why it's so important to have community, to talk through the great areas of life. To finish off this section, I just want to talk about some insights on wisdom that I've accrued over the last nine years as a Christian. Um, some of them we've already talked about, but I have this list on my phone, actually, because I need to check in to make sure that I'm kind of anchored in the Lord. So here it goes. So wisdom from God is not confusing or deceptive, but peace-loving and peace-giving. God's wisdom in every situation is a breath of fresh air, even when it may cause you to have lost something in the process. It's peaceful even in the pain. His wisdom is not anxiety-provoking, and it does not lead to a dead end. Wisdom in God's grace makes a way through what seems impossible. So, you know, there's that story, I can't recall it completely, where Solomon tells the woman to, like something about cutting a dead baby half, I don't know. But, excuse my lack of knowledge of scripture. But you know, like, the, I just remember the outcome of that decision, like when, what he said to the woman, it solved the problem in a way that I would have never thought of. I would have not thought to say that, to answer the problem to that situation, you know, that, um, to answer the, whatever. Um, but in your situations when things seem impossible, Wisdom will always make a way. Wisdom's paths may often be uphill, but the road, the road is smooth and clear because God has made a spacious place for us. That, I think that's really beautiful. Like wisdom will be uphill because it's countercultural a lot of the time. It's hard, it goes against our sinful nature, but when you walk on the road, it should be quite smooth. Like it shouldn't be like a trudge per se. Wisdom is not impulsive or reckless. It considers and thinks first and it is patient. And wisdom does not react in fear. It responds with integrity and without compromise. All right, so we've talked about the function of wisdom and we've talked about, oh, I've lost my place. Sorry, guys. And so we've talked about the function of wisdom being protecting and promoting well-being. We've talked about what it looks like. So let's finish with how we receive it. I'll tell you a little story so you can take a break from all the Bible verses for a second. Um, everyone loves a good story. So when I was 15, uh, and I had just come to the Lord, there was a boy, but don't laugh, because you've all been there. Um, I'm a romantic. And there was a boy, and the boy was, I really liked him, and we weren't dating or anything, but I just remember really, like, he was really passionate about wisdom, and it was something that, like, I think infuriated me, because I didn't understand what he meant, because he would always talk about it all the time, and sometimes we'd talk about, um, like, God stuff, because I, I was a new Christian, and I didn't um, understand some concepts, uh, and to be frank, like, in an Asian non-Christian household, the, the, the word wisdom was just never mentioned, like, I didn't know what it was, or didn't understand what it was, 
And I remember three or four months into me being saved, we had gotten into some sort of like Facebook argument about like some, like the reason, my reaction to something that had happened, because I'm quite an emotional person. Um, and he said to me, and I, and I say this like with love, because I really appreciate him saying this to me. He just said, you need to pray for wisdom, you're unwise. <laughs> and I was like, oh my goodness, I, was, I felt so like, oh, and I think part of it was that I liked him, so it hurt even more, if you know what I mean. But I just, I appreciated that, he didn't say it out of like um, meanness, he was just telling me that I was being unwise in the situation because I was about to do something that I shouldn't have done in terms of confronting somebody. And even though my pride was injured, I did feel in that moment to go pray for wisdom because I knew about James 1 verse 5. And so begrudgingly, I uh, took a deep breath and I kind of like earnestly, but begrudgingly prayed <laughs> that the Lord would give me wisdom. And nothing immediate happened, but it's funny because looking back, I actually see the trajectory of things changing from a foolish person to a foolish person who's been given God's wisdom. Like, I don't pretend to be super wise, but I can see that wisdom is a fruit in my life that I think the Lord has given me the grace to grow. And I'm really, like, really grateful for that. It's allowed me to navigate some, some really tough stuff, some stuff that, I, stuff that I couldn't explain. And I think that it's beautiful that you can get wisdom without having it because that's when God's glory is demonstrated in your life. That's when his power is made perfect in your weakness. So my lessons from that story are one, be grateful for friends that insult your pride. <laughs> and two, God gives wisdom to even the most stubborn and begrudging of us, including me. <laughs> so we've learned about the value of wisdom and I hope that I've convinced you tonight somewhat that wisdom is more valuable than anything that you can own. It is guaranteed to give you return and what you invest into it. But I wonder how many of us see, see it for what it's truly worth. I'll have the band come up now if that's all right. So how do we respond with this treasure that lies before us? How do you respond tonight? I have a two-point list for you. <laughs> Proverbs 11 verse two says, with humility comes wisdom, with pride comes disgrace. So first is humility. If you want wisdom, humble yourself before the Lord. And it's simply just saying, Lord, I, I just don't know. I don't know what to do in this situation, or I don't really get what wisdom is, but I know it's important to me, for me, and I desire to know your way to do this life. James 1 verse 5, right back to the start. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt, because doubt he who doubts is like a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That man should not think he will receive anything from the Lord. And to be honest, like when I asked for wisdom back nine years ago, I don't know if I like fully was like, yes, I'm gonna get it, but I just, I think I had enough trust at least to say that, Lord, I don't have anything, like there's nothing to lose. So we end where we started. You may be wrestling with some decisions at the beginning of the year, or you might not be. Um, you might be wrestling with just in general feeling a bit lost. Or maybe you're not wrestling at all, but just realizing like this is probably quite important. But God desires to give you wisdom because he cares for your well-being. 
He wants to protect you from harm and to help you live a long and good life and wholeness, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, but do you desire it? Do you trust God's generosity in providing it? Are you prepared to lose yourself to find the treasure that is his wisdom for your life? And Walker, you continually pray for it because it's not a one-off process, it's an ongoing process. And today I was like, Lord, can you give me wisdom for what to say tonight because I've never done this before. <laughs> um, as we finish, I'd like to lead you in a prayer. Um, so in a minute, I'll get you guys to stand up. And I'll just get people to hold their hands out if they'd like for me to impart, not wisdom that I have, but um, that I, I think I've encountered God's grace in that part of my life, and I want to impart that onto you to receive the wisdom that, that prolongs your life, that protects you from harm, that allows you to live in fullness and be joyful. And if you'd like, you can come forward if you need specific prayer for a certain decision or something that's happening in your life tonight. We welcome you to come forward. Me and Jonty will be at the front and we're happy to pray for you. So once we stand up, you're very welcome to come forward. I hope that tonight you are inspired to know more about the Lord's wisdom. Go and read Proverbs, it's beautiful. Even I think reading a chapter a day will change your life. Thank you for listening and I will lead you in prayer. So if you can stand up for me guys, and like I said, if you want to come to the front for prayer, you're very welcome to come to the front. If you can close your eyes and if you desire to receive wisdom tonight for anything specific or just generally, just hold out your hands. And if you need prayer, come to the front and I'll just lead us in prayer for a second. Lord Jesus, we just thank you, Father, that you are generous, God, and that you are good. We thank you, Lord, that you have so much mercy and grace, Lord, that your provision does not depend on where we're at or how much we know, how much we understand, Father, but you actually give to the simple, you give to the poor. You bless us, Father, for simply asking. And so tonight, Lord, we ask to receive your wisdom tonight as we go into this new year, as we step into new roles. God, let us be closer to you. Let us draw near and understand, Father, the way that you see things. During this global pandemic, Father, give our government wisdom. Give our frontline workers wisdom as to how to navigate this in a way that glorifies you. We thank you, Lord, that um, you're a God of the great areas and that you're not afraid of them. And we just ask, Lord, that you would just lavish this gift of wisdom onto everybody in this room tonight. Thank you for your provision, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org. 